The views expressed at WTFlandia are not to direct, guide, or sway public opinion for entertainment purposes only. Hello, WTF Landia Radio Show listeners. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. If you're like me, you have just celebrated uh, Friday the 13th by watching copious amounts of horror films. Or you have uh, said, you know what, it's not as scary as I thought. And you... um, you celebrated the f- females in your lives. Because ultimately, ultimately what we found out about Friday the 13th, if you go back and check on the Friday the 13th episode just below this one, uh, that it's more of a, it's a celebratory holiday for the ladies that the patriarchs took over a long time ago. Go figure. <laughs> Hello, y'all. Welcome to WTFlandia. I'm your host, Charbothe. Yep, you entered the room on what the heck? What? What is he talking about? Well, go back and do your research, and you too will be in the know that ladies have 13 cycles a year. But that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. See, what happens is, I, um, me personally, your host, Charbothe, um, whenever I feel awkward about things, I make light of it by making jokes. I always felt awkward about the number 13 and 13, uh, Friday the 13th and in life in general at this very moment. (laughs) That when I'm laughing, I'm laughing to hide the pain. I'm laughing to regain my my breath or lack of shortness of breath. It's it's really difficult to be still uh, alive and thriving. Well, thriving is subjective. But uh, alive and thriving in um, 2020 on round two of a global pandemic. It just feels weird. It feels interesting. It feels weird. But I was lucky enough. What I'm I'm lucky enough to get on here and talk my way through it. And in fact, I had a wonderful, wonderful friend say to me yesterday that. Uh, and this was like not me patting myself on the back, but this is just me saying, wow, I'm aware uh, that uh, when she clicks on my show, she her heart rate goes goes down. <laughs> like, really? Now that for me is the greatest compliment I could ever get because you know what? There is nothing about my heart rate that's low. There's absolutely nothing. The only thing is probably the sound of my voice that feels calm and low. And I guess that's part of the battle because every single thing else in and around me is at a high temperature. It's like a boiling over effect. It's nuts. But that made me feel really, really great. Again, not to pat myself on the back, but if you've joined this radio room recently and you felt a sense of comfort, even whilst talking about the political regime, I mean, the authoritarian, I mean, the political regime that we're dealing with in America. COVID and so on and so forth. If you felt calm through it, I, well, I, I appreciate you and keep coming back. Keep coming back. It's my job to make us all relax a little bit. And also while doing this podcast, I've been lucky enough to run into 
really cool people that reach out and, and have have their own things going on too um, in order to kind of cope with life in general. I had this really cool cool guy hit me up, slid into my DMs. Definitely not like that though. <laughs> Settle down, people. Settle down. <laughs> but really awesome um well i didn't know he was awesome then but slid into the dms i was just getting around to like following podcast shows on my instagram this guy this guy comes in and says hey i noticed that you got uh politics re- ready and rearing in your in your political in your podcast your parody podcast but uh i do um i do talk about in mine about uh, mental health and my own personal experience which he began to roll out to me. And then once I read that, a little tear came, followed by a few more tears. And then I was like, I gotta write this guy back because his story is profound in the sense that it hurts profoundly. But I think what we all should understand is that, and this what this pandemic kind of possibly have made us understand is that we are not in this alone. And his story might actually be on par with someone who will be listening to this podcast today. Or it might be something that you've never experienced, but you could always, one thing about humans, one thing about humans, one thing about humans is we can leverage our emotions towards other people that, ha- that are going through something different. And we can say, wow, that is uh, something that I, I you know, I can never imagine or it's never happened to me, but, you know, I hope they will. Because humans are like that. Humans are better, usually better than they are worse. So all that to say, we're five minutes into this thing and uh, I've got a special guest that I'd like to introduce you to. And I want to introduce him as the name of his podcast, his podcast handle. Uh, And the podcast is Tangled Minds Podcast. And I really, 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 hey, Tangled Mind Podcast, Michael ba- Bailey Brown. Is that you? Are you there? I'm good. How are you? Hey, there he is. There he is. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Tangled Mind Podcast. Michael, I know that was your you, patient. I appreciate that. Um, did I describe? Uh, did I describe it correctly? Yeah, spot on. Absolutely spot on. Hey, I'm doing something right today. It's 11 a.m. here in British Columbia, Michael. And so I kind of slept in. One of those nights where I kind of like, for me in 2020, Michael, I get, what happens is I feel like I get ripped and then I get put back together by something that encouraging that might have happened during the day. And I feel like I get ripped apart again. And so last night I felt ripped apart. And so I slept in a little bit today. Yeah, I, I, I know how you feeling. <laughs> so, how's it going with you? What is going on in your life? And can we t- can we tell the audience what Tangled Mind Podcast is about? Your own personal stories. I'm not going to cut you off. I'm going to let you. Usually, I kind of like to, to to go back and forth and banter, and I, I will a bit. Um, tears are welling up in my eyes if I'm being honest. Uh, but I'm going to let you take it over. So, 
I set up the podcast um, to support the family members of the people that are struggling with mental health. My dad actually suffers with BPD and over the past 21, 22 years, on several occasions, he's attempted to take his own life. And it's got to a point now where we know that it's going to happen. It's just a case of when. Um, and as a family and me deal, like knowing and, and experiencing it since I was about seven years old and having an understanding, it's, it's, it's starting to take its toll. And it's now my time to give back to other members of the public to, and, and people all over the world to try and support them. Um, as well as the podcast uh, this Friday coming on the 20th, um, I've actually got my first online peer-to-peer support group to support anybody wherever you are in the world, really. Um, but no, yeah, it's it's a case of setting it up um, to support everybody else. And that's that's my aim, really. Even if it helps one person, I've done wow. what I've got to do. But the isn't oh go go ahead go ahead. I was just to say, but with with obviously the personal story, it's never going to stop. It's always there. It's always in the back of your mind that you're gonna you're gonna get that phone call at some mm-hmm. point saying that. Um, fortunately, your dad's your dad's gone. Um, but you, although it's in the back of your mind, you sort of got to get on with it. Obviously, I, I work full time as well as doing the podcast. I've got three kids. I've got a fiance. So life's busy yeah. in general, but it's a case of cracking on with it, really. Wow. And then there's people. There's people like you, and I think. You know, anybody who may put together a podcast is usually something that maybe you're just interested in. But it's people like you that are doing it for reasons of helping others to feel okay a little bit, at least in the moment. Because what I notice is that whenever I push record on my podcast, I have to somehow let the world leave it behind and bring it in equally because normally I'm reporting on something pop culture or the news or politics or whatever but I kind of try to leave the personal behind but I do find it difficult to record when when my personal life gets heavy but Tangled Mind podcast I've listened to and its primary goal is to let folks know to hear number one hear people's stories I find that your stories on there are pretty profound I was listening to um, your latest episode about the w- the woman who her husband um, he works uh, and then he 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 just started to take on everybody else's stuff and it became heavy for him and he had to take some time off work and ha- his boss supports him and it, but how it's heavy for her so your stories on here gets pretty pretty telling which I find really helpful and also very emotional but the thing is is that uh we've got to we've got to know about it we've got to hear about it um but i think you, you're doing a good job with the peer support because i with also with covid happening and and with all the um with all the uh online things we can do 
I read somewhere recently, Michael, that in particular, I'm in Vancouver, British Columbia, in particular, um, suicide rates here have gone down like by 7% compared to 2019. Can you believe that? (laughs) I was like, how have they gone down? But I guess there's something called the come together effect. And so... And then the, the, the government's been, you know, get, been making sure people getting their dividends, getting their money, right? So that they can eat still through it. Not like America where they got one type stipulation check and they're, st- <laughs> and they're still waiting for it, for it. But here in Canada, I think they're doing it pretty well where the government's making sure people are still, still have uh, their finances, a little, at least a little bit of them. And uh, they are, it's a come together. So when people are, it's just like when hurricanes happen. When something like that happens, everybody's in the same boat and, and people come together more. So you, maybe it's you feel less alone, even mm. though you are cooped up and locked in. What do you think about that stat? Yeah, I think there's there's a lot more people out there supporting. And, and to be honest, the stats from, from where you are do, do shock me because in mm-hmm. I know in the UK, uh, it's gone up. Uh, but obviously, that's where I am. But the the rates in the UK have gone up by ten point nine percent. Wow! So the the rates from hello, are we there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. So from 2018 to 2019, the the suicide rates went up by 16%, and then 19 to 20, they've gone up 10%. So, obviously, with all of the COVID, the pandemic, and people losing their jobs, it, it's had a massive knock-on effect to everybody, right. and, and more so in the younger generation. The... The, the children at schools and colleges that the amount of them in the UK alone that are taking their own lives because they can't deal with not being able to go out with the mates and do the things that they've always been been able to do. So right. it, it, right. the suicide rates, like I say, they've, they've, they've gone up, well, 10.6%. I've, I've actually read that in the young people. The, the youth, they're feeling depressed. I have actually seen that stat. Now that stat for Vancouver was between, was, was was taken like March, April, May. This article was written in October. But that doesn't mean that that won't go up during the winter months when the days are like four hours long, right? We get like light for like six hours and then it gets dark. So we're still, that's still, we're still maybe, you know, still gonna see where that goes. Um, I'm yes. hoping that, um, I mean, you can only hope, but like, it is, it is one of those things. Are you there? Hello. Hello. I can hear you now. 
Oh, good. Okay. I, I, I switched. Oh, gosh. I switched uh, screens and it might have went away. But I was asking you, what do you think the impact of social media has on the brain? Definitely the young mind. Massive. Um, what do you think? Yeah. What do you? Massive, right? Yeah. Because, Tell me why. Well, you've got to think nowadays you, you've got the teenagers, you've got the the kids that are going on your, your Instagrams, your Facebooks, your your TikToks and all of that sort of thing. And they're seeing the way... It, I, I think more so in girls than than you do in the young, the young lads, the boys, because with the girls, they see this image of how the models look and all of that and they automatically think that that's how they should look and when they don't look like that that's when their mental health issues and their anxiety and their their, their um, eating disorders and body dysmorphia and all of that sort of kicks in but then at the same time with the lads when the lads I, 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 I'll say it myself uh, from my own experience I, I see I, I'm not exactly the, the I'm not one of the, these guys that's like goes to the gym all the time, he's in good shape. I, 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 I'm one of these. I've got a proper dad bod, and I don't really care. But before, yeah, buddy, you own that dad bod. You but, go, boy. Three kids later. <laughs> then, <laughs> oh, but before, granted, you do see these. You do see the the guys that have been to the gym. They've got the six packs. They've they they're obviously built built up muscle wise and everything else. But then you think. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you do look in good shape. And guys try and go that, down that route and then they go on steroids and they do all of that to look like that. But then that, again, has a knock-on effect to the mental health, the way that the mindset is, the way that their their, their anxiety levels are because they're not getting like that as quick as they expect to. And I, 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 I used to go to the gym all the time, like on a daily basis, like after work, after uh, every day. And then it got to a point where, yeah. when I met my fiance, I just went, no more gym, didn't bother. I, I, it didn't make a difference. She, I, I wasn't exactly the, I wasn't like both. I wasn't henched up or whatever you want to call it. But at the time, I was, yeah. Granted, uh, during lockdown, I put a bit more weight on, eating more food and all that sort of stuff, as, as everybody has. But at the same time, before, if I um, I was happy the way I was and I'm happy now, I don't need to go to the gym to be happy. I don't need to go to the gym to feel comfortable and all of that. And it's all, you're only going to the gym because you've seen it on social media, you've seen people looking the way that they've looked and that's how in the, the social media is it is affecting people's mental health in your right. teens kids it's it's going going back going off of what you said about the whole the whole weightlifting thing you, you nailed it you nailed it because number one fellas fellas hey fellas how are you if you're listening to this no 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 lady there's not one lady no not a lot of us that want to compete with the 20 pack and the four piece chicken wings you got going growing on your arm and the wings on your back there's a lot going on there's it's almost like block it's almost like legos 
it's like Legos, these bodies. So yeah. <laughs> I appreciate a guy. I appreciate a guy who can work out, goes to the gym. But you're right. I have noticed and I have spoken to somebody who goes to the gym quite often. And he said the same thing. He says, I'm in there doing it the right way. I'm, well, what I think is the right way naturally. And he said, he's like, and I'm watching the same guys that were starting off with me. They have gotten huge muscles and I know which route they took. So he goes, but I feel, I feel like I'm not working hard enough or fast enough. And I'm like, no, you're literally working with, uh, with something that's synthetic. So no, to go at your own rate. Yeah. So you're right. And, and we, we, can't, we can't put that much pressure on this. It's the keeping up with the Joneses. It's a keeping up with the Joneses mentality that I think where even before social media, we had that. It was like, that's my, my neighbor's got a good house. I get the same ha- kind of house. I need the same kind of car, the same kind of cell phone. Yeah. These are things that society places on us. If you don't have them in check, then you'll let it get out of hand. And when people should really be thinking about uh, just being in their gifts, and being with whatever it is they bring to the world. I think that usually would probably be keep it a little bit easy when we don't put so much pressure, but it's human thing. And you said something about healthy eating. Like I also know that stress and the a lot of people get eating, you mentioned eating disorders. That is a way of like uh, dealing with the stress and saying, okay, I have control over this. I have control over whether I'll lose or gain weight. That's the one thing. And I've talked to many of women's and I was at one point the same way. I would not eat because I, at least I could control that. It would make me feel, you know, like I had something in control over my life because my, my young childhood life was out of control. You know, things that were going on in that, in, in that arena was just, you know, not something that children should probably go through, you know, but so I dealt with it with, by, by controlling my eating and that wasn't healthy. Right. So we do, man. Humans, we have a lot of pressure, but if I think if we can just think of ourselves as one, literally one of 7.5 billion or however many of us are on this earth, we might we might be better for it. But you did mention um, journaling. I haven't gotten around to do. I actually I do I do journal more than anything. Um, but it's just like quick quick jotting down of uplifting quotes or something. But how, how does journaling have a, an effect on someone who may ha- deal with mental health So the best, issues? when it comes to journaling, the best way for them to do it is on a daily basis, if you write down anxiety, depression, if, what you're eating, and rate it out of a 10. And then underneath, write a paragraph about how your day has been. So for when you're, right. when you're sat there, and at the end of the day, you know how your day's been. Yeah, your anxiety. If it's if it's been te- like really bad, then what market is a ten out of ten? If it's been mm. bad but it's been controllable, five out of ten, seven out of ten, six out of ten, whatever it may be, write it down and keep track on how it is. But then also write down underneath what's been going off during the day and what has, and then you can then sit there after a week and see, right, so when th- when this is happening, that's when my anxiety levels are going up. When this is happening, my anxiety levels are down and, and things like that. But it's it's a case of you're journaling for your own benefit so you 
can obviously write down what you what's going off in your mind but then at the same time you're journaling to keep track on how you are mentally and what, how your mental well-being is actually it is um and for me that's that but the other thing uh, like it, it technically is journaling you've got um something called the circle of influence so the circle of influence it's three circles wow. in the center of it you've got what you can control which is what you what you do so what you say what act, what your actions are and that sort of thing mm-hmm. then you've got the next circle which is what what influences it what influences you so your family your friends your work that sort of thing and then oh, and then the outside circle is your concerns so what concerns have you got so the pandemic life do what have i got enough money to come in to pay the bills this month have i got enough money for food it's the things that you can't control but you're automatically going to stress about and you're going to your, your your anxiety and depression levels are, will rise because of those but the biggest thing for you and and anybody that's listening the biggest thing that I, I can advise you to do is write down and just draw the circle of influence out and write down the things that affect you and then that center circle the things that you wow. can control focus on them focus on your actions what you say and what you do basically because they're important pit if mm. you get that sorted everything else will slowly fall into place around it wow 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 circle of influence folks you heard it here first now as you were speaking about that i was doing it I was drawing out a circle of influence and i think that's a cool objective because you can like you said you can when you get around to the control part which is in the middle circle for me um then you start to list those things on and you, maybe you can start to focus on those rather than the concerns or the influences because i think those are going to happen and it, it's just to acknowledge it right so if you acknowledge that you know i've you know do i have enough for the rent this month or do it you know i've got kids i got to make sure they they've eaten if you can control i'm going to work i made it to work on time i completed these hours i you know you're doing basically it's it's you're doing your part things that you can control you're doing your part should make it a little bit uh yeah. easier and in, in concerned with things that are out of our control because that's the thing is like when things are out of our control you can't do anything about it my coach used to say that to me if, you, if something happens you, you you didn't make happen they're just completely out of your control or whatever you take from it you learn from it you move on and it sounds easier said than done when you're in the in that situation but i think i think that's a good way to think about life because we're again we're only one of 7.5 billion people on the earth and a lot of us are going to be dealing with things that are very similar but how do we deal with them is the uniqueness it's the unique you know the uniqueness about humans But what do you think about therapy? I know we talked about it a little bit on my live on Instagram live, Love Sharp Michelle and Tangled Mind podcast. We talked about it live. Uh but what do you think you were telling me about therapy? 
And uh, for people who haven't gone through therapy like myself, um, to sit down with the stranger who's qualified to help me through life's perils. Um, have you done it? And what has it done for you? Has your family done it? I, I've personally not done it, but my dad did it. And oh. when my dad did it, in my opinion, it changed him. It changed his mindset And at the time he was doing it. When he stopped doing it, he sort of, it, he, it, it was like he relapsed. But the biggest thing for me and the biggest thing for anybody that is going through a similar thing, whether you, you're, you're the one that's suffering or you've got somebody in your family that is suffering, by them talking, yeah. regardless whether it's to a professional or talking to people on the podcast like I do or talking to a family member or a friend or a colleague, that's therapy in itself because you opening up that, that, that is your coping mechanism. That is how you manage. That is your form of therapy. Because you being able to, and if, the way I say it, and, and I know I said this on, but on the live, if you think of it as if you're a hurdler, okay, in the, the Olympics, for instance, that hurdler has got to build up the momentum to get over that first hurdle. And that first hurdle is stepping forwards and speaking up, okay? Once you've reached there over that mm. first hurdle, the next 10 hurdles or 15 hurdles, however many hurdles there are, are the are easy because that's over the first one, they know what they've got to do to get over to the second one. And over time, it's just, it's just natural. And it's, it's, it's the momentum. momentum. So it's the same with the therapy and being able to speak up that first hurdle of stepping up and stepping forwards and saying look I'm struggling I need help this is what's happening once you've done that bit the the next section and the ne next bit after that and the next bit after that will come a lot easier because you've already took that first hurdle which is the hardest point is physically opening up and saying I am suffering I am I'm going through this yeah. and then everybody that you're speaking to whether like I say it's a friend a family a colleague a relative whatever it's it's a case of things will fall into place but you've got to get over that first hurdle to be able to do it wow you know what that is a faith forward kind of comment for me that is exactly what that is because you're right once you can get over the first hurdle, usually the momentum will carry you through the rest because that's just how life works. And a lot. And to be honest, we are constantly dealing with measures of having faith because we don't know what's coming next. <laughs> you walk out the door, you're hoping, you know, brain doesn't come falling out of the sky and onto your head. So whatever we're doing throughout the day anyways, it's kind of like we're putting we're putting faith into it, like saying that, you know what, I think, you know, I, I'm capable of I'm capable of, of handling yes. life type of thing. Um, and, and if you're not, at least you're thinking that you can, so it tricks the brain, it tricks the brain. And the brain is one of those delicate, fragile things. Um, it really, truly is. So if there's any kind of 
imbalance. Listen, my mom's uh, best friend, who she has been friends with since university, over 40 years, um, she recently went to the hospital having some kind of like imbalance issues. And so she's like, I'm going to go check this out. Many people are afraid of the doc, afraid of the hospital, especially in America, because you can't really afford to go if you know, unless it's really bad, unfortunately. But she's one of those people that ha- worked, worked, worked a good job, had good insurance. And so things got things started feeling weird in her body. And so she went and checked it out. And uh, what she found out was that she had lesions on her brain. And so what went what meant to be an MRI checkout uh, led to her passing away within two months of that checkout. And so she passed away on the 12th of, of this month. God rest her soul, Auntie Cynthia. She, um, yeah, she, it was, it was a brain tumor, right? It was brain tumors. And uh, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where she couldn't speak. Her speech started to get slurry. She started to go into certain, I, I have to have my mom on here to express what was actually going on. But the brain is delicate. So, Chemical imbalance can influence, you think, Michael? It can influence um, depressive modes, uh, BPDs, uh, schizophrenia. Can that can that be? A, I'm not, I know yeah, you're not a doctor, but Doctor Bailey, can you, can you share with me? <laughs> I, I I believe so because at the end of the day, our brains have obviously got some form of chemical that's going around in your head anyway, but. There's definitely wow. some form of chemical imbalance because if you think about it, the medication that the the doctors, the the, the psychiatrists or whoever prescribed them, they give you them to rebalance the chemicals. So like the medications that my dad's been on, he he's been on so many different medications, it's unreal, but the medications that he's been on for the first year, two years, they work. But then after his body sort of gets immune to the chemicals that are going into obviously his system, they stop working. Because his body the chemicals in his body are stuck at basically have gone from one form of chemical, which is obviously making him feel suicidal, to the medication then stopping that and changing whatever it is that it changes. Also, like, like you say, I'm not a professional, I'm not a doctor, I'm not qualified. I'm, I do this from a peer-to-peer support group type thing. I'm doing this off my own back from my own experiences dealing with dad's depression. Right. I think so. But the thing is, is that sometimes it's even like, even like, you know, definitely, we're not doctors. I even, I even have to reference that, even though people say I'm pretty darn great life coach. I have to say it in a disclaimer: I am not a life coach or a journalist, and that just kind of scrubs me away from all the, you know, inevitable uh, people saying that Doctor Star said, yeah. right? But no, <laughs> but no, I think, I think you're right. But here's what I think, though, too, Michael. I think that life experience does push us further into knowing. Sometimes they say, well life experience life experience can be your greatest teacher right so it's not like we know the ins and outs and that's where science comes in and so you mentioned about the medications 
I mentioned to also on the live that we did on Instagram about my father who had Parkinson's disease and how his medications would work on one function to make one function work well and then it would give him so many side effects, right? So scientists scientists are constantly trying to come up with, we're studying the mind, studying the body and coming up with what might work as a whole. And so they've got a lot of, you know, that's why you get people making um, fundraisers for Parkinson's research and for, you know, Alzheimer's and for, you know, bipolar, just everything. Because I think we're in the constant, we're constantly just trying to figure out how to improve one's health. I'm hoping anyways in modern medicine that that's what we're doing. I know like we do have a lot of things that people take that are from the natural earth that seem to help. You read about all that stuff a lot too, like the the, um, homeopathic remedies. Have you guys ever tried any homeopathic remedies for? Yeah, me neither. I mean, besides like drinking loads of tea, but um, I heard that people do that and that works. It's like beet juice. They were saying for Parkinson's, beet juice would be really helpful and all these things, but it's like, how much of it do you need to drink? Right. So I don't know. I mean, we, we, so we think about it, the doctors are the doctors when they're prescribing, and this is just um, personally for your, for your dad, like when they're prescribing these things, are they, are they doing it based on how he has advanced or how he has decreased in in certain, um, certain like traits of the disease? It it feels like, and my mom said it and I, I, I said it, my dad said it. Whenever they go to the, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sorry, the GPs, general practitioners, but whenever he goes to the local doctor, the local GP, mm-hmm. it feels like mm-hmm. uh, over here, the way that they treat mental health is the same way that they were treating it back in 1999 when he first started with his illness. And it took them 18 years to diagnose him. And all they've done for the past 20 odd years, up until recently, my dad has been on medication. But my dad's gone cold turkey because they've basically just said, try this medication. This this should help. It's all textbook. They don't Mm. don't have... The GPs, they're there for blood pressures and all that sort of thing. They, they, They don't have an understanding themselves in mental ill mental health and that's why I actually on Thursday I've got the introduction to the the, uh, mental health first aid course because once I've done that that's Mm -hmm. when I'm going to be going into schools colleges and talking to the our younger generations to educate them because that is so important. So, so you'll be able to have your mental health uh, first aid, which I think is huge because a lot of times before, like I, I said before, back in the day, you know, it was like, oh, that person's just crazy. It was literally people calling people crazy that had chemical imbalance or mental mental health uh, issues. Um, 
it's nuts that now we've we've come we've actually taken caution of people's feelings and really started to realize oh no actually that's actually a, a disease and we shouldn't make fun of that which i think is so important um and it should be something that uh first responders should automatically have especially in the policing uh careers and things like that because you're going to deal with people and i'm thinking especially now around this pandemic who are going to be losing it and it looks like they're going crazy and they're mad and they're angry when really they may be under a mental break so i find it first of all 100% respectable that you are taking that course so that you can therefore go into schools and talk to the youth about this not being a, some kind of evil dirty disease that you know oh you're just crazy oh that person's crazy no that's not necessarily no that's not it that's not the truth and we got to we have to stop that so people can actually understand what it is that they're dealing with so there needs to be more people like you that recognize that and can go and share your stories your own personal stories does your dad know that you have a podcast and has he been on the show and what does he think about it he, if he does he, he knows that I do the podcast he wouldn't come on it because um, he struggles to talk about it um, but I've had yeah. my mum on the show um, episode two um, Lisa Bailey Brown aka mum um, <laughs> obviously she's been on it he, he knows about the podcast he listens to it um, awesome. he, yeah he listens to it my, my whole family listens to it pretty much Um but it's a case of my dad listens to it and I, I'd like to say it helps him but I've not really spoke to him about what he thinks if I'm honest with you um, just because mm-hmm. I find it I find it hard anyway because my parents are 300 miles away so I don't get to see them but I also find it hard talking to my dad about how he is and how he's struggling because I know that if I say how you feeling daddy well, yeah I'm alright even when he's not so yeah. it's it, it, it's hard in that sense yeah. but yeah it, it'll be alright and you can only you can only do so much from that distance right so it's kind yeah. of like wow well I hope that your career your new career um, your 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 speaking career so to speak takes you closer to your dad and maybe he can come come and sit in the audience and hear it and if you know and maybe he's filling up to it that time because I think he should be very proud of you um what you're doing what what you're doing and from what I'm listening to on your show on Tangled Mind podcast is that you're giving people a sense of normalcy in a very not normal world (laughs) And I say that with all due respect, because here's the thing is we think that we're so abnormal. Again, we think that, oh, it's just me. And that's part of the reason why people make that split section or uh, split second or even premeditated decision to take their lives or, 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 you know, things like that, because they feel abnormal. They feel, you know unique in the sense that th- this is just happening to them the more and more people start to realize and maybe that gives it that what vancouver was talking about the connected feeling 
um, maybe it gives you a connect. It, it, your audience will get a connected feeling, and they can share that with the world. And that can that can kind of help people to realize that you know, you know, there's others like you, and you're not you're not so special that you're so unique and abnormal. You're just like everyone else. Um, because, again, I would have probably never been able to acknowledge some of the things that I think about, and I've been dealing with over the over the past, let's say, year since you know, let's say January. Um, because I'm a bright side thinker. I'm a bright sider and I like to try to keep things very light and airy and just train my brain to think that this too shall pass or things, you know, I'm in, in this moment, um, that type of thing. But then as it gets quiet, the quieter it gets, the more lonely um, you can feel. And so I'm kind of I'm kind of excited that there's things like this podcast because you're right you nailed it like having a podcast is absolutely a form of therapy not only for me because sometimes when you say things out loud it just feels better because you acknowledge them out and out there and then it's like okay got that out but then also with that said leaving it out there you're hoping someone catches it in their mitt a baseball analogy but they catch that and they go hey that was for me or I, I needed to hear that or you know that really helped me to calm down if you're you know and that that way you know okay good I'm doing something I'm doing something that is helping the world around me because I can tell you what it must not be it must not be easy to have to, to hear these stories how do you deal with hearing people's stories as that being one of your main things that you do because for me I'm I, I think I'm an empath is what I found out by definition. And it's when I wanted to study, I wanted to be a Supreme Court justice, but I also wanted to be a lawyer and things like that, right? But I realized that when people, if I have to like take, hear their stories and take, I take it on. I take it on as if it were my own. When someone in my life is going through something, it's a family member, a friend, I literally, for whatever reason, don't know why, haven't figured this out. It's probably another mind thing or chemical thing or something but I feel like it's happening to me right so I realized early on I could not have a career where I had to listen to to a lot of things that feel a little bit like worrying um how do you do it and keep a level head or do you keep a level head? honestly I think like I said earlier it's me doing the podcast it, it, it is my coping mechanism so it's the way I deal with it and deal with deal with obviously my dad's depression but at the same time like some some of the stuff that I've heard um, it's hard it's hard to listen to because yeah. it, it makes me yeah. start to think about my dad and what I would do what how I would cope if he wasn't here because my dad my dad's my idol my dad's my dad's my, my everything really their family, his family is massively important to me. Um, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd rather spend time with the family than go out for a drink with my mates, if if, if that was the case. But it for, same. For, I feel the same. for me, like being able to listen to everybody's stories, and it sounds a bit cringy, but it, it makes me feel proud to be doing what I'm doing because I'm giving people the platform to be able to open up um, and people can only hear the voices they can't they don't they can't see them they can't they, 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 they can't be seen so for them 
knowing that they can't be seen and people don't know who they are, it's it's their way of opening up and talking about it with nobody actually knowing who they are. All they know is their name and what what's going off. But how many people in the world have got the same name? And it's 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 like them being able to talk. Obviously, I can see them, but they're not bothered about that. Yeah. It's more okay. The fact that it's a platform for them to open up. But I, I like I say, it's hard for me to talk, but listen to some of the stuff that's they're saying. Um, I've had. Yeah, it just is. It's mental health. It's not a. It's not an easy subject to talk about. Oh my goodness, the anonymity, the anonymous nature of it is probably very, very, very important for for people. Oh, I agree with that, Michael. How can we support? How can WTF Landia Radio listeners support? what it is that you're doing what's your next event that you have going on that we can maybe share online and join in and say what up to um so what 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 do you suggest on the 20th i've got the peer-to-peer support group um i've got about 14 people involved in that so far um so we'll all be on a zoom call doing that um but really it's just keep sharing the podcast keep keep sharing posts Instagram posts get, just get the podcast out there that bit more it's not a case of coming on to people's podcast to promote the podcast because it, it does it itself it's more a case of get people out let people make people aware that we're, what it is we're doing not necessarily who we are and anything like that it's what the podcast is about it's the, the topic because there's, I can guarantee you will probably walk past 10 people every day and six of them will probably have some form of mental health issue. Wow. And it, it's wow. a case of if I can get if I can get the podcast out there, that will then lead on to obviously doing the people wanting to open up and come on to the Spacebase port groups. And obviously we're... we're, we're how do we carry on? How, how do we um, find your peer-to-peer support group? Besides, if if people are on Instagram, then they can go to Tangle Mind Tangle Minds podcast. Uh, Tangled Mind, yes, right? It, 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 it no doesn't S. cost anything at all. It's all you just turn up. I, you, if you're wanting to come on it, you're you're more than welcome. Anybody's welcome. Um, it's okay. How do we how do we message find me on that? Instagram? And I'll, I'll I'll personally okay. send you the link uh, to the Zoom Zoom group. Awesome. And, once you, once, and what, I'm you, do, what I'm gonna do, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna post that, if that's okay with you, Mike. If uh, Mike, uh, post that to this episode, so that if anybody wants to, they can grab the link off of the uh, the headliner or the subject liner and uh, join us in that room. I'm going to make it a very, I'm going to make it a point to be in there myself because Lord knows I could use it. And if anybody else can use that too, the, the Zoom link will be linked up in on the headliner. Because I think it's important, Mike. Well, I think what you're doing is going to, like you said, it's going it, it, to it's gonna sell itself, so to speak, as they call it. Because people really relate to 
what it is that we are all going through in some way, some form, some fashion. Somebody's going to be have gone through it, be going through it, or will go through it at some point. So thank you for putting this together and being a service-minded person thinking about others. I think that's pretty special. And uh, I just just want you to know I appreciate your time I know that you have your kids I heard somebody's lovely voice in the background but I want to let I want to let you go and get back to your beautiful family thank you again so much Mike Bailey for coming on to WTF Landia and sharing your stories I'm saying sending so many positive thoughts and prayers to your dad your mom your family your kids your lovely fiance and I'm gonna always lift you guys up and I'm thinking that things are gonna be as they should and they'll be well, well thank you again for letting me come on and we'll go, yeah it's been good chatting good chatting with you bro Salute. Have a great day. WTF Landia Radio Show listeners, you have been invited to the mental health show of your dreams. I hope that you join the Zoom meeting on November the 20th. We can all somehow get better. Share this podcast, this episode with your friends. Okay? Because we're all kind of in this thing together. Have Have the most wonderful day. Hug your family. Love those around you and spread love. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the entire contents and design of this podcast are the property of WTF Landia Radio or used by WTF Landia Radio with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. Except as otherwise provided herein, users of this podcast may save and use information contained in the podcast only for personal or non-commercial educational purposes, no other use, including without limitation reproduction, retransmission, or editing of this podcast may be made without the prior written permission of WTF Landia Radio, which may be requested by contacting WTF Landia Radio. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and any reliance on this information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk this podcast should not be considered professional advice unless unless stated otherwise the WTF Landia radio group does not endorse approve recommend or certify any information product process service or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast and information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement the third-party materials or or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of WTF Landia Radio. WTF Landia Radio assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with the applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. Moreover, WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty that this podcast or the server that makes it available is free of viruses, worms, or other elements or codes that manifest contaminating or destructive properties. WTF Landia Radio expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, 
consequential or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to this reliance on or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in this podcast.